Hey there, welcome to Leading with Grace, the podcast for women going through separation and divorce. Here I get to share with you principles and tools that will help you to create a revelatory relationship with God so that you can navigate your own separation and divorce with greater peace, confidence, and love for yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I can't believe January is up and it's now February. What is going on? (laughs) Hopefully you're all having a great new year so far. I bet most of you are just busy as ever with kids and doing all the mama bird stuff that you guys do. And so I hear you, I see you, and I get that you're in the thick of it because I'm in the thick of it too. Anyway, um, I wanted to jump on here and just share with you an experience of something that I've been just diving into lately. And it is um, the practice of breath work. Now, I've been doing meditation, prayer meditation for a really, really long time. Love it. I get so much benefit from it. But a really good friend of mine and coach by name of Lisa Fucci just got certified um, to do breath work. And basically what breath work is, is to almost put yourself in, and I'm trying to describe this as someone who participates in it, but doesn't teach it or or leads it because I'm not certified, but it's like you're going into a trance. And this is just my personal experience and you're breathing deeply. And it's actually a two part inhaling of like breathing in from your diaphragm and then your chest, and then you breathe it all out. And then you keep doing this over and over again, um, over, I think the one that she leads is about 30 minutes. And the purpose of this is, is based on the importance of breathing based on our circumstances. Now, I don't know about you, but my breathing can change depending on what state I am in. And I didn't realize this until I actually started taking cold showers. And I learned that I can handle cold showers and can enjoy them and really benefit from them when my breathing is regulated. And I figured this out. And so I just make sure I'm super just connected to my breathing and I'm really aware of it. And this awareness of taking cold showers and breathing made me aware of how my breathing changes depending on the state that I'm in. Like if I am in a stressful state or an anxious state, or I'm afraid, or I'm nervous, or I'm even like resentful, I notice that I actually will hold my breath, which is so interesting because I've never noticed it before. And so when I'm holding my breath and I was watching myself do this is when I'm holding my breath, then my body kind of goes into a freak out mode. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no more oxygen coming in. And we need to freak out. And so like in a state of when I'm stressed out, not only am I reacting to the stress of uh, the perceived stress of whatever I'm dealing with, but I'm also reacting to my body not having oxygen. And so I'm not, it's, there's no benefit like to me. It's like a lose-lose situation, right? And so that, um, that principle of breathing and how it's connected to our perceived state is, is vital and is kind of the crux of breath work that if we can begin to, to be more intentional and aware of our breathing, it will not only give us a hint of the state that we are in, but then 
when we are aware of it, like when I'm aware of it, then I actually begin to intentionally breathe regularly because my default is to hold my breath. My default is to stop breathing. And so when I found that when I'm continually putting oxygen into my body, breathing in oxygen into my brain, okay, then I'm better equipped to handle whatever I am perceiving as either stressful or strenuous or defensive or scary or whatever that is. And so in regards to breath work, it's learning how to bring in this awareness and to really oxygenate your body. And with the breath work that Lisa does is that it not only oxygenates your body to start cleansing it, but it's also to release um, any any toxic energies that you're holding on to, okay? It's, it's our body wanting to hold on to vibrations of, of stress and frustration and confusion. And so adding breath and breathing and oxygen into your body gets starts to like regulate and break up those those energies and gets them out of your body now is there studies on this i want to say yes and i haven't done all the studies i remember on huberin lab podcast actually not on his podcast but on his um, instagram site he actually quoted um, some sort of research in Stanford, I think, about breath work and how it's even more potent and more powerful than meditation. And so I'm going to look for that and um, and put that into the show notes and for you to look at. And you get to decide if this is something that you might want to look into. Anyway, I have done this about three times and I did one just last night that Elisa was um, running. And I came in with a very specific intention and the intention was that I wanted to really make my business launch, but I really felt a lot of resistant and, and a holding back. And I really wanted to understand that. And so that was my intention is I wanted to understand why I was holding myself back. Was it tied to some sort of emotion or state of being? Like, I just didn't know. And as I was really pondering upon this, I was actually pondering upon it all day up to uh, the breath work, something hit me. And what hit me was maybe it wasn't necessarily adopting a new thought or a belief or finding or refinding my inherent identity, but it was more of like letting something go that maybe there was something within me that I needed to let go that was holding me down, you know? So put this into my thought of, okay, this could be a possibility, right? And as we are going to through this breathwork session, where we're breathing deeply in the diaphragm, up to the chest, and then inhaling out, right? Then, then I can, this is the experience that I go through is I start feeling a tingling um, sensation, like in my head, and my fingers, and in my hands. And it's super important that if you do go through a breathwork session, that you do it through someone who is certified because there are pros and cons to it. Okay. And some of the cons could be some dizziness, um, tingling that, that actually, you know, is not serving you, um, irregular heartbeat. It could be muscle spasms, ringing in your ears, change in vision. So 
these are possibilities that could happen, you know, even though there are pros to it, like it's helping you emotionally if you're going through depression and anxiety. And Lisa just had did such an amazing um, job and in sharing like her personal experience of how she has been battling depression. And this has really like helped her to almost like get over her depression. And so I'll have to see if she's talked about this. If not, then maybe I need to get her on here <laughs> and to talk about breath work. Um, some of the other pros of a breath work is better mental focus, a decrease in addictive behaviors, allowing emotional scars to heal. In other words, letting go of those, those energies that are, are not meant to be in your body, a better outlook on light, life and contentment and joy. And those are just a few, a few of the pros. But anyway, I just want to share with you what came up for me because I think this is just so huge. Anyway, as I was going through my own breathwork session, it hit me what it was that I needed to let go and that this was something that was really holding me back. And it was this, that the love that I was able to nurture for my ex-spouse at the beginning of my separation served a purpose. And the purpose was that it really pushed me to really let go of my resentments and to see how, and to see, and to like own my part in it. Meaning how was the separation also my fault? What was my part in it? And as I was able to approach that from a place of self-love for myself and love for him, I was able to really, really nurture a space of healing, healing for myself, healing for him through the separation and to be able to navigate separation without making it nasty. And that because I was able to ask God, okay, how do I love this person? that I feel so hurt by and really wanting to search that answer has brought me so much peace, so much love, so much wisdom, because I believe that if you want to tap into God's wisdom, love is the fastest way to do it. So let me say that again. If you want to tap into God's wisdom, love is the fastest way to access it. And I'm so grateful that he allowed me to experience his love for my spouse and for me to nurture a love for my spouse. But what came up for me last night was that that tool, the tool of loving unconditionally was over. And I know that sounds really crazy. So hopefully I can I can just kind of explain more and try to put into words my experience of what came up for me, that it was no longer needful for me to love him. Now, he is still a loving human being on this planet. I can still hold loving space for him. I can show loving kindness, but I don't need to love him anymore. And I don't want to love him anymore. And just for me to say that, I'm saying that not out of anger. I'm not saying that out of resentment or frustration. I'm actually saying that and letting that go from a place of love, from a place of deep love. 
Because for me to let that go, I'm showing the greatest amount of love for myself. And as I came to that realization, and when I said those words, when I said, I don't need to love him anymore. I don't want to love him anymore. I don't love him anymore. It felt so freeing. It felt so liberating. And I could feel this heavy burden just lifting off my shoulders. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that God gave me an option to go this route. I didn't have to approach the separation from a place of seeking, loving, loving this other person unconditionally. I didn't have to do that. I could have easily approached the separation from a lot of anger and vengeance. Because I've had so many friends I've gone that route and they have they've gone and chosen this way. And sometimes that's the only way maybe. I don't know. I'm not judging them at all. But I just want you to know that I had a choice and I decided to choose another way because I actually had never heard of another divorce story where love was chosen first, where the path of love was taken no matter the outside circumstance. I'd never heard of that before. And I wanted to know what it was like. And besides, I knew that deep down inside that my inherent beingness is made of love. It is connected to love. And it is love. And I didn't want to be out of integrity with myself. And so I chose love. And I don't regret that at all. Like, I am so grateful that because I asked for this wisdom of love, when things got really hard, that God showed me so much grace and that I was able to receive a huge amount of love from him, a huge amount of wisdom and revelation from him that I could never have received if I had chosen another way. And it has made all the difference in the world. I'm so grateful of where I am today because of love. I'm so grateful that I, I love my life, you guys. I have so much gratitude for what I have been given. And if you were to see my separation agreement, you'd be like, how can you possibly be happy? This is like not the ideal separation agreement. And you know what? I'm just going to say, yeah, you might be right. <laughs> you might be right. But I am not defined by a 27 page of legal document. I'm not defined by another person's choice. I'm not defined by what that person thinks and feels about me. You know, he came over a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things he said was, because he was talking about maybe... Uh, reconciling. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything more than that. And then, and then he said, but I just am not in love with you. And what I said totally surprised me. And I said, I don't care. I don't care how you think and feel about me because it doesn't change the fact that I love you. And at that moment I did, I really did. But as of last night, I don't. And I'm letting that part go 
from a place of love. Like, how is that even possible? I don't know. I don't even know how to explain that. So if any of you can figure out how to explain it better than how I'm doing it right now, please like email me, like DM me, whatever. <laughs> but I'm so grateful that I am building my life on grace, which is the enabling power of Jesus Christ the, and the enabling atoning power of Jesus Christ, which is all love, which is a heartbeat of love. I'm grateful that God has allowed me to see his love for me. I'm grateful that God has allowed me to see his love for my spouse. And I'm so grateful that I can mirror that love. I can reflect that love unconditionally, you guys, unconditionally. And still stay true to who I inherently am, the truth of who I am, that I am love. I am joy. I am gratitude. I am loving kindness, no matter the circumstance. This doesn't make me perfect in flawlessness. That clearly is not true. Ask my kids. They will vouch for the fact that I am very much a flawed mother <laughs> and I'm okay. But when it comes to my relationship with my Savior, when it comes to my relationship with my Heavenly Father and my Heavenly Parents, that part is perfect. Not a flawlessness kind of perfect, but perfect in that it is connected to love. And so I just want to jump on here and just express publicly my gratitude, my gratitude for this journey, my gratitude that I got to choose love, my gratitude that I got to see the benefits and blessings of love. My gratitude that I get to let it go and let God love him with all of his heart, with all of his soul. That's it. And that's good enough. And it doesn't mean anything about me. That there's no shaming, there's no blaming on my part, nor his part. And that from this point on, I don't know what's going to happen, you guys. I have no idea. But it doesn't matter. Because I can handle anything as long as I am lovingly connected to my heavenly parents and to my Savior, Jesus Christ. More than anything, I hope that whatever you're going through, especially if you're going through a divorce, I know that it is so easy to fall into the anger. I've been there so many months I have. But I just want you to ask yourself, what could be different for you if you decided to choose love? And that does not mean you have to go back to him. That does not mean you have to agree with everything he says. That does not mean you have to, to accept his bullshit. That does not mean that. Love just means that you are completely aligned to the inherent divinehood of who you are, that you were created by love. You were created because of love. You were created for love. 
what would be different if you began to stand in the truth of that identity and began to make choices and decisions in how you thought and felt and acted from that identity, from that truth. I cannot foresee any downside in you choosing this way. Can you imagine what it would be like if we all began to choose from this place of truth, from our divine hood instead of our humanhood, from a place of God versus from a place of this earth, from an, an eternal perspective versus a temporal being? I'm so grateful you guys, so grateful that my separation has taught me this lesson because I'm a better person for it. And I want to teach this way of living more than anything so that we as women can stand in our divine nature and to make lasting change in the world starting with ourselves, our relationship with ex-spouses, which can be the hardest yet most rewarding, our children, our family, and then going outward from there. We are meant to do great things. That is why we are here upon this earth, is to live great and to be great. Thank you so much for letting me come on here. Thank you so much for letting me express myself. If any of this resonates with you, if any of this causes you to think that maybe there is a possibility, I want to encourage you to get on a call with me. Let's talk about it. Let's explore what it means to live in this way and what the upside could be for you. Because I cannot even imagine my life without my heavenly parents by my side. I cannot imagine my life right now without experiencing gratitude and joy and happiness and fulfillment. And I know that if it can happen for me, it can happen for you in such a profound way. Thank you so much, you guys, for coming on here with me. I want to know how much I love you. Whatever you're going through, I get it because I felt those emotions, even if I may not have experienced specific circumstances. All right, you guys. Thanks again. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you so much for coming. If you want to learn more about how to confidently navigate your separation and divorce, subscribe to this podcast and get on my email list at heonorthcoaching.com. That's H-Y-O-N-O-R-T-H coaching.com. All links will be found in the show notes. Until next time, take care.